everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Going in Circles podcast. If you've read the Going in Circles digest for any time over the last couple months, you've seen kind of hints about something called Game of Silks. We kind of talked about the future of thoroughbred racing. Well, it's almost ready to launch, and Dan and Troy from Game of Silks, the founders, are here today to explain what it is and why you're going to want to be involved. It's uh, the first derivative play-to-earn metaverse that mirrors the real world of thoroughbred horse racing. And there's so many different factors that they've covered already. It's, um, it's a really, really interesting concept, and I think a lot of you are going to be interested and, and, and going to want to participate when they finally do launch, which is going to be soon. So check it out. It's about 45 minutes long. Um, Game of Silks. Silks Silks.io. Be back in just a minute with the guys. Hey, Troy. How are you? Welcome to the Going in Circles special edition of the podcast for the game of silks that is beautiful by the way you sent the sign on just to me and not to dan so hold on let me i sent separately to him oh you did yeah okay okay perfect yep so he should be here any second now I am eagerly looking. I uh, had a good friend of yours here, Stuart Morris, hmm. earlier to the farm. Hey, guys. Hey, there's Dan. Hey, Dan. How are you? This is Chuck Simon. Welcome to the uh, Going Circles podcast. Hi, Chuck. Uh, thank you for hosting us. Oh, great, man. Troy's here already, and he was awesome. just uh, talking about his visitor today. He had a visitor out at the farm checking out the young horses nice absolutely can Dan, you hear are me? you can you hear me okay oh we hear oh yeah you great yep Fantastic. excellent um what i want to explain to everyone is that this is a a special podcast that is uh to talk about a, a really exciting new project that is is um <clears throat> kind of a, a unique take on thoroughbred racing except it's not um you know your traditional uh, in real life racing it, it's called game of silks and um and you guys came up with this concept that's going to allow people to to play in the metaverse um and it sounds like it's a uh, for older guys like me it might be a little wordy but um why don't you guys first explain how you came up with this concept and um, what exactly is Game of Silks? Well, Chuck, how about I start with um, <clears throat> uh, with the metaverse, uh, because I think that's really where it all starts and maybe why your audience should be interested in this. Um, so... You know, we all um, we all grew up and saw the internet uh, take over our lives. Probably one of the most important inventions in our lifetime. And what's happening right now is that the internet, as we know it, 
is being ripped down and it's going to be rebuilt as something called Web 3.0, the third generation of the internet. And what it promises to do is a few things that are pretty impactful. One of them is it's going to create um, a web experience that an immersive three-dimensional experience where you're going to literally uh, feel like you're in the real world. And it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to start with the feeling of being in a video game and eventually end up literally transporting you into the future where you're going to put on goggles or a headset and literally feel like you're, whatever you're doing, you're doing in the real world. Um, it's going to have much deeper implications too, um, uh, including um, you know, digital assets and, 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 and other things that are going to um, be very foreign to the way we've historically consumed and done business. But its, pro its promise is to revolutionize our lives in ways that are much bigger than the way the internet did early on. That whole space is called Web3, and it includes blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, the metaverse, all of these terms that you hear, that you're hearing buzzing around right now, um, are, is our future. And just like in 1995, when the first iteration of the internet came around, and every business in the world needed a strategy because if you didn't have an internet strategy, you were left behind. In Web3, the same thing's happening. Every company in the world right now is looking at this and saying, what the hell do I do? Because I need a strategy and if I don't have one, I'm not going to make it. And it's going to revolutionize every industry, including the thoroughbred horse racing industry. We've developed a strategy to bring the entire industry to Web3, and we're excited to share that with you. And that's really what Game of Silks is all about. Well, that that's a, that's a really kind of enlightening um, look at, at what's <laughs> going on for a lot of the people. Um, horse racing traditionally has been a sport that trended older in the demographic area, mostly because it, it's expensive and you have to have time. I mean, most of our races are in the daytime and, you know, younger people generally are, are working and, and, and may not have the funds. So uh, I think that that's, that's really kind of an interesting, um, you know, joining of, of different worlds with the, with the metaverse's kind of uh, emergence and, and, and uh, you guys kind of bringing horse racing, which is kind of thought of as a, a traditional sport. Uh, I know Troy, I mean, I've known Troy since... I, I hate to even admit how old we are, but for, for, yeah. we didn't see Man of War, it's right? It's, but, uh, yeah, it's growing 36 years, right? Yeah, like right. like a lot of years. So, Guys, you know, stop, stop dating yourself. You mentioned expensive in time, and you mentioned an older uh, generation. And by the way, you're spot on with two other industries that were exactly in the same place. In 2001... Poker was a game that was played in the back rooms of casinos, in the back rooms of restaurants, in the basements of people's homes. It was largely um, skewed to an older population. And in 2001, a company called Poker Stars came out with an application where they brought poker to the web and created online poker, which today is played by hundreds of millions of people and literally re it glamified the sport, the game. And, uh, and turned it into something that became so popular with the younger generation that it became a fabric of their lives. In 2009, the same thing happened to fantasy sports, 
when a company called FanDuel invented um, daily fantasy sports, took a game that was played at home with newspapers and, um, and, uh, and brought it to the web and introduced it to millions of people. Today, hundreds of millions of people play daily fantasy sports online. And it's a big reason why all the traditional um, major leagues are still in existence and still as popular as ever. Um, we're going to do the same thing to thoroughbred racing. We are literally going to change the game and bring a massive audience, a new generation of people um, to the game. And we are going to blur the lines between what it is to be a spectator on the outside and to be an owner on the inside and literally change the game. And that's kind of what we're excited to share with, with your audience today. Um, so if you'd like, I can, uh, I can give you a little overview on what we're doing and then we can kind of get into the, you know, more into the granular aspects of, of the game and the, and the way it's going to change the industry. Yeah. Dan, hold on just before you blow everyone and Chuck's audience <laughs> away, let's, uh, let, let's go back and, you know, talk about the, just a little bit of Chuck's and I's past going back 36 years ago at Yonkers Raceway when we were in the standard bread business. And we had the same conversations 36 years ago as we still have today in the thoroughbred racing industry. And that is that 36 years ago, we still talked about how the racing industry was truly about an older, more conservative generation and how that the racing industry always was missing the marketing aspect of how to bring new people into the racing industry. And we've had these conversations truly with, I would say 85% of all the people in the racing industry day by day, and it's never changed of coming up with the idea. And what has happened is with the new technology of three point, you know, the web and with Bitcoin and with blockchain, the thoroughbred racing industry is truly, I would say, the poster child of bringing one of the greatest sports games investments into this world because it gives everybody everything that they're looking for. In my in my belief that uh, what people are, you know, any hobby or investment where there's true strategy involved in the racing industry. There's a ton of information if people want to get into this industry and really take a deep dive of trying to go ahead and breed a better horse, to purchase a better horse. And all this information is out there. The issue is that it is targeted to a, a wealthier clientele and to an older clientele and and what dan and i have put together with this silks and dan's going to get into it in in so deep dive that uh, you know I, i'm sure chuck you're going to uh blow the anchor fm and the podcast uh reviews out the window is that we're bringing it just like uh dan said to poker people to fantasy sports people but to everybody that's ever thought about owning a racehorse that didn't want to go ahead and truly take not the initial risk, but the monthly risk. And that's, that's the persona of the racehorse business is it's no big deal about buying a horse. It's if the horse doesn't win money, if the horse, you know, goes ahead and gets on the shelf, the monthly bills and like 
the horse business, you know, the disclaimers that we put on to people right away is, hey, be careful, because once you buy one horse, you're going to buy two horses, you're going to buy three. And before you know, you're going to price yourself out of the market is because you have so many horses. Well, the game of silks is, is going to allow people to take that initiative and buy horses because they don't have to go ahead and pay those monthly bills. But they're going to participate in all the upside from from the time of the purchase. And Dan's going to get into that. But I really just wanted to go ahead and 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 let your audience know that the racing industry, our belief, is the perfect industry for this next generation or the current generation to bring into this beautiful new metaverse world. And we're going to give the thoroughbred racing industry just new life. Our belief is that we're going to bring hundreds of thousands of people back into the racing industry, first through the metaverse and through the new generation of technology. And it's going to then go ahead and come back into the real life. So that was just my two cents. And we'll go ahead and explain it in more details. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, that'll that be great. I mean, I think, you know, you guys have that 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 core idea of trying to mesh uh, the old with the new. And like you said, Troy, <clears throat> racing has struggled to try to attract people. Um, your everyday guy, your guy that, 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 that doesn't really know how to get involved. And, and, you know, obviously the, the monthly costs and, and the initial costs are, are, are a barrier in some ways. And, and, you know, they've done some things like the micro shares, but I mean, it's not really, you know, you're not really a participant in that, in that level, really, you know, you're just basically giving them a little bit of money and then they're saying, oh yeah, you know, you own one, one millionth of this horse and, and, you know, you're not involved in the decision-making process. You don't have anything um, really to do. It's almost like a club. Like, I, I like that idea that you guys have come up with the concept to try to, you know, br mix the old and the new and, and, and really, you know, move forward and, and, uh, you know, get ahead of, of the curve. And, and I'm really interested in hearing, you know, what Dan has to say about, uh, you know, how, how this all goes. I mean, I mean, I'm very interested in, in finding out like what it all entails. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, I mean, if you want to go ahead and, and, and kind of give us a brief synopsis of, of exactly what game of silks is, is going to, to do. And that would, that would be, uh, you know, be awesome. Yeah, no, I, I would love to, Chuck. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you, yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, perfect. I was, uh, you guys were fading out a little bit. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to spend about 10 minutes describing um, the platform, uh, and then we can talk about anything you'd like to as it relates to it. So, um, so what we're doing is we're building a metaverse. Uh, a metaverse is a digital universe that replicates, uh, that's immersive, and that um, kind of that, that that allows you to kind of move around in this virtual world. Um, if anybody has ever seen the game Fortnite, which is a very popular game played by you know kids online that connects millions of people in this immersive world to fight each other, that's that's a metaverse. Um, uh, we're creating a metaverse for the thoroughbred horse racing industry. And what that means is this metaverse essentially is going to recreate the entire industry and recreate the entire economy uh, of thoroughbred horse racing. And so I always like to start the story with 
explaining to people what the economy is that we're creating or recreating or mirroring and then how it's going to work and how you're going to uh, be able to experience it. So I start with the thoroughbred horse racing economy, which I'm sure your listeners um, will be familiar with, but I'll break it down into a very simple explanation. Every year in the United States, there are approximately 20,000 horses that are born that are registered with the jockey club as thoroughbred racehorses. And when you register that horse, it allows you to enter that horse into races when the horse comes of age. Those 20,000 horses are sold typically um, either as weanlings, yearlings, or two-year-olds. But the big sale is the yearling sale. In the aggregate in this country, um, those horses sell for over a billion dollars, generate over a billion dollars in proceeds. Once you buy your horse, you have to uh, care for it, feed it, house it, train it, and get it ready to race. Because as we know, a horse isn't allowed to race until they're two years old. That costs about forty or fifty thousand dollars a year to do, and then once you actually own that, once that horse is trained and ready to go, there are about thirty thousand races in this country that you can enter that horse into. Those races attract over 50 million people that bet over $11 billion on those races. And the tracks to incentivize the owners to bring their horses to race distribute about 10% of of the handle of what they take in in wagers to the owners of the winning horses as prize money. And so if you buy a horse, you're going to spend anywhere from 20,000 to $2 million to buy that horse, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars over their early life to maintain that horse. And you're doing that because you want a share of a billion dollars in prize money from racing your horse and a share of the billion dollars in breeding money from the resale of the offspring of your horse if you're lucky enough for that horse to be a, a, a breeder. Um, that's the economy of the U.S. thoroughbred racing industry. What we're doing is recreating that economy online. Now, how are we doing that? We're using a technology called blockchain, which is something that's going to take me a long time to explain, so I won't explain it in detail. But I will talk about non-fungible tokens or NFTs. We are, every time a horse is born in this world, We are creating a derivative asset of that horse, a digital asset derived from the real horse that tracks that horse throughout its life cycle. So if you think of the real world, what's a derivative asset in the real world? The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a derivative asset that tracks a basket of 30 stocks. When those stocks go up, the Dow goes up. When the stocks go down, the Dow Jones Industrial Average goes down. The S&P 500 index is the same thing. It tracks a basket of the 500 largest companies or most influential companies in the United States. What else is a derivative asset? A stock option is a derivative asset. It tracks and it tracks a stock, right? A stock represents a company's equity, and it and the option you can buy the option, which has no legal relationship to the actual stock or company. It's just a fictional asset or a derivative asset that tracks that stock. 
When you talk about sports or games, the most common derivative asset is, uh, is an asset in fantasy sports. So your quarterback in your team in a fantasy league is a derivative asset. If you own Tom Brady in your fantasy league, every time Tom Brady throws a touchdown, you get rewarded with points. Tom Brady in your league is a derivative of the real Tom Brady in the real world. Our silks horses are derivatives of the real horses. So when a horse is born in the real world and registered to race, we mint a digital token called an NFT. That token tracks the lineage of the horse, its bloodline, every member of that bloodline, its siblings, its parents, its grandparents, and so on and so forth. Every workout of that horse that's published, every time that horse is sold, every time that horse is scheduled to race, every time that horse produces results in a race, every time that horse produces offspring, every time that horse earns, the entire life cycle from the day that horse is born till the day that horse dies is tracked by this derivative asset called an NFT. Our economy is driven by a lot of different factors, but the promise of our platform is that at some point in the near future, it won't matter whether you own the real horse or whether you own the NFT of that horse in the Silks metaverse, you will have the same economic results and you will have the same emotional results as if you owned the real horse. So if you own a horse that goes on to win a million dollar prize purse in the real world, in the game of silks, you will earn a million dollars if you own the NFT of that horse. If that horse goes on to breed 200 foals a year that are selling for $100,000 a pop in breeding rights, you will receive a distribution if you own the NFT of that stallion every time an offspring is sold on our platform. Because remember, we are digitizing every horse born in this country into an NFT. And we sell that every year in an annual sale of yearlings when they become one year old to the public in what's called a blind NFT sale that's similar to buying a, base, a pack of baseball cards. So the way NFTs are sold today in these projects is you sign up, you get to mint one in a public sale, you don't know what you're getting, and then you get the horse or you get the NFT. And then you find out whether you got something that was worth $20,000 in the real world or $2 million in the real world. And regardless of what it was worth, its value is gonna be defined by the ultimate productivity of the underlying horse. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I think your analogy to fantasy sports uh, and the, the, the baseball card pack is, is, is really kind of an interesting concept as well because uh, that was one going to be one of my questions is that how do you determine uh, the price? I mean, obviously, a horse with highly desired, um, you know, parents, blood bloodlines is going to be, you know, more valuable intrinsically than a horse that is by, uh, you know, kind of no name stallions and, and mares. But um, so what you're saying is basically they're going to be the same price and you're not going to know who you're going to get until um, you mint the thing. 
All right. One of the problems with the world of horse racing today is that you show up at one of these yearling auctions and the person with the deepest pockets gets all the great horses, right? You're competing based on how much money you have. In a <laughs> I, I, I've been on the losing end of a lot of those battles. So, yeah, <laughs> true. so, so the, the, the way to level the playing field and democratize this game for the public and really bring in a whole new generation is to level the playing field by making it completely random. So our game starts with speculation right at the beginning. And then once you own the horse, you get to do a lot of really cool things that you would be able to do in the real world. One thing you get to do is you get to syndicate your horse, fractionalize your horse and sell off pieces to your friends, your family, or just to the public markets. You'll be able to do that on the blockchain with our NFTs. You'll be able to buy land in our metaverse and develop horse farms. These horses are actually going to appear as three-dimensional living and breathing creatures in our metaverse, which is going to literally look like, initially, a video game of a very realistic-looking, um, you know, Versailles, Kentucky, with rolling blue grass and horse farms and racetracks and training um, uh, uh, setups and, and and all kinds of things related to the industry. You'll be able to move around this metaverse. Every track in the United States will have a uh, um, a metaverse version or a virtual version of that track created on our metaverse. And your horse, when you buy your horse, one of the things that you have to first buy to get into the game is your silks, right? Your racing silks. And that comes in the form of an avatar that becomes your identity in the metaverse. So that's the first thing you buy. That gives you a right to participate in the NFT drop of our first crop of yearlings. Once you buy a horse, that horse appears in the metaverse, in a stall, in a community farm, and is go and when you visit your horse, that horse is already dressed in your silks, and the stable that you visit that horse in is dressed in your silks. That's how your identity is permeated throughout the metaverse. When your horse, once you receive your horse, you can syndicate your horse, you can also move your horse to a private farm where you can pool your horse with owners of other horses and share and essentially pool your racing profits with other horses. So you can share your horse with 10 owners or you could share your horse with 100 owners that own 100 horses. This is the way we're going to broaden people's knowledge and interest in the, in the horse racing industry by attaching that, their financial interest to multiple bloodlines. So when you start looking at a farm that you want to stake your horse in or pull your horse in, you're going to want to learn about the horses in that farm and see if you like those bloodlines, see if you like those horses. That's going to require you to learn. And our goal, just like in fantasy football, right? If you don't know anything about football and you're playing the game, you have to learn every relevant player in the game. Otherwise, you can't win, right? We're going to sure. teach a, gener a, a generation of people that have never thought about horse racing, about horses, and how to learn about horses, because they're going to want to learn that to play the game. Right. And, so, and then so, they're so going to... I'm sorry, Troy, oh, go ahead. Yeah, so before you go, so, so basically what we're doing is we're taking all the positive uh, aspects of the racing industry, everything that, let's just say, people inside the racing industry love, and we're putting it into the metaverse. And um, 
we're using scenarios like uh, Dan was just explaining where we could take horses and put them in and share the revenues in barns. Basically, what we're doing is we're saying, hey, this barn that someone bought land and built is kind of like, in our world, a trainer, where he's going to go ahead, this landowner, and attract, if it's 10 horses or 20 horses or what he's allowed to do, to go ahead and be underneath his roof to now this whole barn is going to share the revenue streams with the barn owner and try to build a more powerful barn, you know, let's say the top trainers barns. So what's happening now is that we're building a community where myself, let's just say own a horse, I find people if I would like to syndicate that horse. Now that's let's just say 10 people own this horse. Now I'm going underneath a barn and now there's 10 other horses. So now in the perfect world, we have a hundred people that are living in the, and breathing the thoroughbred racing industry, looking and following not one horse, but now 10 horses and participating in all the upside from that point forward as a community. And that's the one thing that the racing industry again has done or tried to do is the opposite, is not build communities and to have all the lodge owners live on, you know, th their own separate island that they're, you know, the, the mega owners. And what we're trying to do is level out the playing field in this beautiful new world that we're building. So this way we could build that poker stars and the fantasy sports communities where all the people are starting to participate. And cause you know, like fantasy football, you join a, a league, you're in that league for the rest of your life. You know that the that you know the people that you're playing with and you're participating with and you're studying with, and that's what we're building in the metaverse in the thoroughbred racing industry. And that's what's really exciting for me and should be for you and everyone in the thoroughbred racing industry is that we're bringing this whole aspect of the racing industry in a very, very positive way and teaching and building communities of how great our sport is. When the people are in it, all we talk about is how great this industry is, but unfortunately it comes across that people are nervous of buying a racehorse because it's expensive or people have lost money. But in this new world that we're building and participating in, it's, we're taking all the positives and the downside risks of the real world we're <clears throat> mitigating because we're building other revenue streams for these people to participate in. So it, it's really cool. So we're mirroring, like Dan said, the whole racing industry, we're just renaming certain things. Yeah, I and like I'll, that concept of the farm because it, it's sort of a team concept. Get everyone exactly. on, on your team <clears throat> and then you kind of expand. And like you said, you're growing a community and, and, um, and, and like, you, you know, in real life, thoroughbred racing for the most part, um, is individuals that that uh, you know maybe they'll partner up partner partner with someone here on a horse or there, but it's mostly a lot of different you know single. It's not not uh, there, there's not a whole lot of community there. I mean, it's a lot of competition, but it's um, I mean that that farm <laughs> concept is, is actually a, a really good one to try to expand and and I think you know one of the other things that has really kind of been an issue for in real life thoroughbred racing is that. It's complicated in a lot of ways, and people are are, are usually um, hesitant to. People don't want to look dumb, 
You know what I'm saying? They, they don't want to like sound like they're dumb. So sometimes people are, are afraid to ask questions. And when you have a big community like that, uh, you're, you're more apt to be able to learn from others. And, and I think that's probably going to wind up being a, a, a real key factor for you guys as well. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we, we agree. Uh, let me um, take you down a couple of other rabbit holes um, <laughs> just to kind of give you a sense of where this is going. So imagine if you buy, uh, you participate in the drop, you own a silk avatar, you buy a horse, um, you get a horse and it starts racing. Okay. You're going to get notified when that horse is racing, when it's scheduled to race. Let's say it's racing in the third race on Sunday at Belmont. You get a notification. You can now port into the metaverse and literally walk into uh, the virtual version of Belmont, walk into the stands, and when that race happens in the real world, it's simulcast in real time, except your horse is on the track racing virtually at the same time as the real horse is racing. And when your horse wins, Web3 knows that you own the horse. You can walk into the winner's circle and experience the same experience as if you were the owner of the real horse. And you're going to get paid the same way the owner of the real horse is getting paid. So literally, we are recreating in real time the real world of horse racing. And we're creating the real economy in real time. So it's literally, I know it's a little mind bending, but just imagine if this entire industry was ported into a parallel universe that you can play in. And that's what we're building. Yeah, that that that's uh, that's <laughs> that's kind of like you said. It's a little hard to wrap your hands around, but I'm I'm kind of um, you know I mean I've I've been on your site and I've seen some of the work that your people have done um, with the graphics and stuff. So it, it seems like that uh, that's going to be wild. Well, if you've been at a casino and you've seen like you look at the screens and you see dots moving around a track. That's real-time data feeding to the casino that's moving this, uh, this little dot around to show you where the horses are. We're going to literally be using the same technology to move around three-dimensional animated horses that are dressed in your silks, that are moving at the same time around a real track created virtually in a third world, uh, in, a, in a virtual 3D world. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going on. It's kind of mind-bending. And that horse is going to be racing in your silks, even though in the real world, that horse is racing in, with the real owner's silks. Right. Your NFT is racing with your silks. And, and, and literally, the economy is identical. That's where, you know, that's ultimately where we want to go. Um, what I'm describing to you is something that's going to take time to develop. I mean, we have probably 50 people working on this project right now around the clock developing it. Um, we have a community... So we were in stealth mode for about a year. We launched five weeks ago to the public. We have a community, a hyperactive community of almost 20,000 people chomping at the bits to, 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 uh, to buy these horses. So, uh, and we're just five weeks into, into, the, into the launch. Um, so this is going to be something that's going to take off fast and furious and is literally going to... Um, be revolutionary and i and i and we're really excited about what it's going to do for the industry 
Yeah, that that's you, a you, that's a great thing. Uh, you know, before I, I had this question and and I forgot, but um, in regards to the silks, do you are you going to just choose a a, a set of silks that are pre-made, or do you actually have input into the the silks that you create? It's an it's an NFT drop, so you don't know what you're going to get. Uh-huh. You sign up for it, you mint it, and it's a completely random, mm-hmm. randomly generated uh, avatar with a randomly generated uh, silk, wearing randomly generated silks. That becomes your identity. If you don't like the one you got, you can go into the secondary market, sell yours, and buy somebody else's. Right. Okay. Remember, NF- NFTs uh, trade like like stocks trade in the stock market. Um, it's peer to peer. So you go to an exchange, you can see everything that's in the collection. You can choose what you want. Some people can advertise them and, and offer them at a price. Others you can bid on, but that's how the world works. Well, that, that's, that's actually really cool to think. Web 3.0 is going to change so much. And this is one of the first things that's already changing. It's essentially allowing you to basically tokenize any asset. It's real or virtual and trade it like a stock. Chuck, the, the, the technology that Dan and the team's building, you know, uh, you as your avatar can walk into the barn where your horse is. And what's amazing is your horse knows who you are, where that horse will act differently with you as an owner than if someone else starts walking through the barn. It, it is mind blowing the technology that is already built with us for silks moving forward. But it, it's it's really amazing, you know, of the feel of, again, I own a ton of horses in, in, in uh, this new, I guess, uh, abbreviation IRL in real life. Um, and then you go into this virtual world and you walk into the barn and these horses that, you know, again, we're just testing everything, but you still get the same feeling. You still get the same feeling because you know that that horse is attached to another real life horse in the real world and that you're participating in the future of that horse. And it's just a really cool feeling, which I wasn't sure about um, how I would feel about owning these virtual horses. But you know what? It, it, you really feel no different because you, you, you're, you're rooting for that real live asset in every single race. And, you know, now um you know we don't go to races anymore you know it's very difficult where you know when when you know chuck and i were you know kids again when we met like we would we would leave at lunchtime to go run to the racetrack to bet one or two horses to go back to work or you know we would you know hit 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 the first race that we were there and probably didn't show up to work for the rest of the day and you know now you got older you couldn't do that anymore you can't leave work anymore to to hide to go to the racetrack but what, what Silk is going to be able to do is we're going to be able to go ahead and visit 10 tracks on the same day. You know, where Chuck, right? We, we used to tell stories. Hey, we went to Aqueduct during the day, Yonkers in the afternoon, Atlantic City, you know, racetrack in the last race or the Meadowlands. And, you know, we would be like so proud that we hit three racetracks in a single day. You know, if there's nine racetracks racing that day, we can hit every, every racetrack and almost every single race live like we're being there through the metaverse that's what i love about this game is about bringing people back into the experience of being at a racetrack instead of being on a cell phone 
Right, right. And so and and what your team is going to do is design each individual track so that there are, you know, the Churchill Downs is going to be Churchill Downs and Belmont is going to be Belmont and um so I mean that's, that that's That's exactly it. And if you watch the trailer um on our on, on silks.io on our website, the last part of the trailer is the sequence of what it's going to look like to a spectator walking into one of these iconic tracks and watching the races. It, it will be very similar. And that's silks.io is, and you do, you guys have a, uh, a video up. I, I did watch it and it's, it's actually, uh, I, I, I think it's hard to watch that video and not really be like, wow, I really want to, <laughs> I can't wait to see what, you know, what, when it actually launches. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be spectacular. Um, but I think Troy was, was really kind of hit the point that, you know, the, the racing industry right now is suffering because it's so easy to bet online. People aren't even showing up at the tracks. Well, you'll now be able to go to the tracks. It'll just be a virtual experience. Um, that's where we're going as a society. You know, today you walk into a supermarket uh, and you go shopping. Uh, tomorrow you go on Instacart and you literally just kind of scroll through things and buy them. And in, in the metaverse, you're going to literally be walking into a supermarket with your icon walking down the aisles and buying stuff just like you do in the real world the same thing is going to happen with horse racing you'll be able to go to belmont in the morning you know churchill downs in the afternoon and del mar in the evening on the same day and actually feel like you're there and watch the races live and watch your horses race which is pretty mm -hmm. incredible dan we, you know we could even you know, even bring it further, which I know we are, but, you know, we, we could be at New York first race at Aqueduct, be at Goldstream for the second, you know, for their first race, be at Parks at their first race, be in California for their first, like we could be at five tracks within 15 minutes, as long as the races line up, like we could watch almost every single race live through the metaverse just keep on pointing from racetrack to racetrack that's what yeah. i'm really excited about yeah no it's going to be super it's going to be super super exciting and you know one of the things that's important i think from an industry perspective is we are interested in stimulating in the industry um we are literally when you walk into one of these tracks they'll be wired with the adw of the track so you'll be able to make bets just like if you were in the track and when you're in the metaverse, in a track you're on their property, right? So whatever their rules and regulations are, however they operate, it's no different than if you were at their facility or on their website, because that's the way Web3 works. You're actually buying land and you're building a structure. Um, so it's literally a virtual representation of how the real world works. Sure. And, and you know, like you said, you guys have a, a long list of people that are, you know, chomping at the bit to get in. And you'd have to think that this should stimulate the the real life horse racing, uh, you know, concept for for a lot of the younger people, especially that 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 racing and racetracks aren't on their radar, and that they might say, "Hey, I want to experience this in real life, and I'm going to go to my local track and I want to you know check it out for myself and actually physically be there." to kind of mesh with, you know, the, the idea of, of the, the, you know, the same track in the metaverse. So, I mean, honestly, it seems like one of the best promotional tools that uh, real life thoroughbred racing could, could have. It's if you go on our discord channel 
and spend time on it, you'll see people talking about, I want to read everything I can about horse racing. This is amazing. I want to go visit the tracks I've never been. Like all of a sudden, these people are like, they're getting excited because they know they want to get involved and they want to learn as much as they can. And we think that there will be a crossover both ways. We think people are going to come out of the woodworks that have never thought about horse racing. Um, and they're going to want to go to the real races in addition to being a part of this game. You know, if you own if you own an NFT of a real horse that's racing in your backyard, let's say you live in South Florida and your horse happens to be racing at Gulfstream in the third race, why wouldn't you want to go to the tracks, to the real tracks, and watch the horse that represents your NFT racing? And when that horse wins, think about the emotion you're going to have. It's no different than, you know, going back to the Tom Brady analog, you know, if you if 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 you have you know two players on the Buccaneers, you want to be at that game watching your players win um, because they're your players because you own them. Yeah, no, nothing stimulates interest like having skin in the game, and uh, this you will directly have skin in the game. And, yeah, and it's not yeah. like gambling because you're not betting on the horse. You right. Own the digital doppelganger of that horse and the economics that come with that. And so when that horse wins, you're just as excited as the real owner of the real horse. Sure. So it's an upside play, except it depends on the horse's, uh, you know, finish position to see how much upside. Yeah. And look, it also depends. I mean, it's like it's like a dynasty fantasy game in mm -hmm. the sense that, you know, you're buying an asset that has, you know, a horse can race from two years to 10 years old. Um, so you, you have longevity in terms of where is this horse going to go? You might not like the horse anymore and you might want to sell it. You might want to build a stable of your own of a bunch of horses. You might want to be a limited partner in 20 different horses or build a farm and syndicate horses. You can do so many different things in this game that, you know, it's going to bring in people from all different points based on their tolerance for risk, their lack of tolerance for risk, their adversity to risk. Their interest in being, in having a purpose, a hobby, being a part of a community. These are all things that drive what's going on right now in Web three. Sure. It's now, now people to to join are going to have to have a, a digital wallet. Is that correct? Right. So a big part of of what's going on right now is the friction and learning how to get on. So in 1995, I remember the first time I went on the web, uh, on the internet. It was terrible. Um, today, to get to, to learn how to buy an NFT is not easy. You have to open up uh, a Coinbase account. You have to buy Ethereum. You have to transfer the Ethereum to a MetaMask wallet that you create. And then you have to connect that wallet to the minting site and mint an NFT. It's not easy today. But in, you know, if I go back to, to last year, uh, to, sorry, 2020, there was $9 million in NFTs that were sold in 2020. In 2021, just last year, there was $25 billion of NFTs sold. And they're projecting that that number is gonna grow by two to three times this year. So millions of people are coming in and they're coming in fast, but most of the world still doesn't know what's going on. And we think we're gonna reach the tipping point in the next year. And there's all kinds of technologies that are coming out that are gonna make the onboarding process frictionless. And what we're doing, because we didn't know who was going to come to our community, about it's almost 50-50 between crypto enthusiasts, NFT enthusiasts, and the horse racing industry.
but people in the horse racing industry, like we're starting to really handhold people to help them understand how to get in the game. Um, and we're producing, we're starting to produce, you know, videos and, and podcasts to teach people. These are all the steps that you need to take to be able to participate in this incredibly explosive um, uh, segment of, uh, of the world right now that's, develop that's developing at hyperspeeds. If you don't know what's going on, you're on the outside. And I can guarantee you that everybody's going to be on the inside within a year. And so getting in early is really what people are trying to do. There's, a, there's so much activity and so much opportunity right now. It's crazy. So, but what, Chuck, if, if, ahead, if people visit our website, um, silks.io, www.silks.io, and there's, um, you know, they could reach out to us and say, hey, help me. Uh, I want to participate. And we do have people. And like Dan said, we're, we're putting videos up. We're starting to really uh, make the onboarding process a little easier. And we'll, we'll handhold people to, to go ahead and go through that process. Because one of the things that we were blown away with just recently, like Dan just stated, is the amount of horsemen, amount of people that are interested in the horse industry fi find, found us somehow and is really trying now to figure out the steps how to get involved. And we want to make sure that this community is really involved in the game because we think it's such a big asset that, that they're going to, you know, one, one of the things Dan said earlier is how this community built to 20,000. Well, what's really amazing is that's, that there's this place called the Discord. Um, and it's basically like the old uh, AOL chat rooms. You know, when we talk about how the internet first started and how AOL and these people are there communicating and it's amazing how many horsemen are there trying to teach the racehorse industry to people that know the nft industry and how the nft people are te teaching the horsemen how to how to get involved so it's a really great community to go ahead and get involved with and 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 we kind of want to bring these two worlds together kind of like what we just spoke about how you know the technology brought the people in the poker you know uh game out of the back rooms and you know you know downstairs basements and you know just like fantasy you know sports um and that's that's what this new technology is going to do so anyone that really is looking to get involved just reach out to you reach out to us and you know we'll get someone on it to, to help people get involved in this in an early stage you know signing for discord is very it, it's very easy it's yeah it's, it's as simple as as it uh, as anything and uh i mean i was able to do it so <laughs> if you could do it yes right? exactly i was able to do it without you know having to get a 12 year old to explain how to do it but um no I, i've been at uh you know I, i've listened in on on quite a few of um you know the discord uh chats and and uh you know learned a lot about what you guys have been doing and and also heard uh, and participated a few times, you know, trying to explain uh, to those people that aren't really familiar with racing, you know, some of the racing terms and, and kind of how things go. And it's a it's a great community. And there seems to be a ton of people that are that are very interested in in in, in learning. And, and they always have questions, which, you know, signifies that they're actually interested. And, uh, you know, I, I just 
I can't tell you that uh, <laughs> you know I, I'm I'm as excited to see this this launch. Well, probably not as excited as you guys are, but uh, I I really can't <laughs> wait till this gets going and and because it just seems like there's so much. Um, I think Dan kind of said it earlier. That it's like this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is going to get better and better and better. This isn't everything day one. Um, so that that's really kind of one of the other things that uh, you know really is is really you know something to look forward to how you know where you guys can take it and you know like you said how big it can it can get because uh the metaverse that's everywhere that that's not just the united states i mean people everywhere can can get involved correct yeah oh i think we're losing Dan. Uh, yeah dan did you move because yeah. you're having a tough time here and you okay hang on let me see can you hear me better now? See, Dan's in, Dan's in the metaverse, <laughs> and without without realizing, he's he's like two hundred and twenty thousand acres away from where he started. And we Can just got to bring now? him Can back. Can you hear me in. now, Troy? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're much okay. I was beginning to say that we're launching with the U.S., although we have a really big international following. Mm -hmm. And uh, once we get the U.S. up and running, we'll start looking at the international markets. I mean, we've got. No, but international people can join us. That's oh, yeah, international it's, people yeah. are already joining us right now. I mean, we yeah, have yeah. Japan, Hong Kong, China, UK, Australia, New Zealand, um, tons and tons of people. From, I mean, our Discord is open 24 hours a day, and it's active 24 hours a day. Um, and uh, lots of international people. So uh, when are you guys launching? I mean, when are, when are we getting this kicked off? So our... The first mint is on April 27th. That means that that's the first time you'll be able to buy a Silks avatar. That's your entry point to the metaverse. Um, that makes you a, a member of our community. It gives you an identity and it gives you access to a lot of things, including the horse drop. So you can't buy a horse from us directly unless you own a Silks avatar. That's kind of your, um, think of it as your membership card. Um, and we're selling absolutely nothing until the 27th. So I'm only saying this because we're a very hot project um, and there are a lot of scammers out there that focus on projects that are high profile like this mm. to steal people's money. So they go out there, they copy a lot of things and they pretend they're us and try to get you to send them money in advance of our drop. We're not selling anything until April 27th. Um, the way to get involved with us is to go on our website, silks.io, um, and uh, uh, and connect your wallet. You need a MetaMask wallet. If you don't have a MetaMask wallet or have never um, kind of purchased an NFT, I would encourage you to go to our Discord uh, channel and, and talk to people and see if people can help you. Um, we'll be putting up videos. We'll be creating engagement um, within the industry over the coming week or so to help people on board if they need to. And if you don't get to us early enough, you can always get in after our mint. There's a secondary market, just like there is for you know, stocks and other things. And it's gonna be very vibrant. And I'm sure that people have an opportunity to, you know, to buy there as well and get involved with us. Um, although typically it becomes a little more expensive. That's, that's really great. And um, like I said, looking forward to um you know to to getting launched and 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 to you know 
racing in the metaverse. So, <laughs> Troy, do you have anything else you want to add? You know, I, I'm going to tell you that um, this has nothing to do with uh, the metaverse or the horse business, but I was just skimming this website and it was telling basically calculating how much you have to walk in a day to burn off the calories that you ate. And I just realized that I have to walk three days, six hours and 18 minutes for what I ate today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm like blown away of, of, of what I realized, and I thought I ate pretty healthy today. So I, I wonder if I'll be thinner in the metaverse. You could be, you know, you, you, you can be whatever you want. <laughs> I like that. The, I like this metaverse already, man. It's cra it's crazy, but it's the truth. Identifying themselves based on their profile pictures using uh, NFTs that they purchased um, in the in the you know, metaverse, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world. You know, Chuck, uh, Pete Ayala is going to be the leading jockey in, in the metaverse. Well, he's he's one for one lifetime in, in real life. So, and like you, like Dan said, you can be whoever you want. So Pete can be jockey sized. And, um... <laughs> he, he could be Irad Ortiz. Pete and I are more are, are closer to horse sized people than jockey sized, <laughs> but... Um... But no, that that's great, and uh, like I said, it's 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 a project that I've been following for a while, and and uh, I think it's really great. I, I, I honestly, I think maybe you know, I mean, Dan, you're you're not a horse racing guy per se, but this to me is is maybe the best idea that that horse racing, which didn't really come up with this, but that horse racing has ever had to get young people and 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 a, and a more diverse group of people involved because. Um, trust me, racing websites and racing Twitter and race, racing Facebook accounts would love to have 20,000 people waiting to get in. So, you know, you guys are already, uh, doing a lot for the business in real life and, and it hasn't even launched. So, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, and I think, like you said, I think we can, we're going to see a, a lot of crossover and, and that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, going to Keeneland, just walking, seeing my horses train, how many times people stop saying, hey, I hear about this 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 project you're working on. What's the metaverse? What's going on? And, and it's really amazing because we, as a company, haven't really targeted the racehorse industry yet. And we're realizing that it's a lot bigger and a lot stronger than we really realize that they'll adapt to this or you know or 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 hug it you know except yeah there's so much interest we were not expecting the interest to start with the horse racing industry we thought it must come from the outside in and it's coming from both sides yeah so it's it, it's really mm -hmm. exciting and i and i agree with you I, i'm i'm really excited for the launch also and um i, I think it's going to be one of those moments where uh you know we're going to sit there and just just be just excited, overwhelmed of how many people are going to be jumping on board and, and, you know, to, to learn and to live this life the way that, you know, that the resource industry gives us. And so really, really exciting. And a good thing too, is uh, Dan and Chuck, you're, you guys are going to meet in the next couple of weeks uh, in person. 
That's right. That's right. That that that's why I was kind of worried about my my size in the metaverse because I gotta buy clothes. I can't just wear flip flops and shorts. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're gonna make me get dressed up. So you're gonna and one of the 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 best things and the most exciting parts is uh, you're gonna be driving the uh, Mister Richard Levy to to Kentucky. It's it's an honor. Hopefully we make it. <laughs> but uh, actually, I should probably uh, uh, do like a, a video blog of, of, of our trip. That would be amazing. It could, it could be. It could be. Uh, we might wind up selling that to like HBO or somebody. Is the, 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 uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting. That's all I got to say. But no, I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys up there. And uh, honestly, it's been great having you on and and i hope that um i don't even hope it's gonna happen it's gonna be good and and a lot of people i know are gonna listen and and i'm probably gonna get a lot of questions you guys are probably gonna get a lot of questions um but um i would love to have you on after things kind of get going a little bit and and uh just kind of give us an update on how things are going and 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 um you know any changes or any any new things that are that are coming up um if you could come on every you know every once in a while we could uh we could keep people informed and and probably you know i I really think people are gonna love it well we we would love to and also uh dan and i were talking is you know um i know that your monday show has a lot to do with you know handicapping and and you know following horses and things like that so we would love to talk more to have you know maybe a little segment on the monday show just talking about how the real world is uh participating in in silks and you know vice versa i think it would be a really cool angle for you guys that that sounds uh, interesting and we'll we will talk in real life when i see you guys my biggest problem has been mostly and and i'm not afraid to admit it is that i'm um technologically hampered by my lack of skill in that area so um you guys might be able to to help us out a little bit there, but no, that would be great because the uh, the big Monday show that we've done, Barry and I, my partner Barry Spears, um, uh, it's I, I never really could believe the amount of people that would start to 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 <laughs> to, 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 to listen and and to uh, to participate and um, you know have interactions with it. It's been great and uh, um, it really has been um, you know kind of enlightening. I, I never when I started doing the podcast i didn't know if anyone would listen you know maybe my dad right but um <laughs> it's uh i think sometimes you know i mean we we try to be we we try to be level with people too i mean we 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 call it as we see it i i guess is the easiest way and um you know no you did a great job people I, like that I, I really enjoy your podcast but i uh unless you're fun, a steward but... if you're a racing steward do they have stewards in the metaverse because i don't like stewards i'm sorry stewards if you're listening but <laughs> no no stewards Perfect. no new ones no new ones believe me believe me yeah, no we don't all right well, well, I, listen, know, I know I, I know dan's gotta go so chuck thanks again for 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 having us and um... it's been great thank you chuck. all right guys we'll talk look forward. thanks again you got it bye bye